Welcome to episode number four of the Recruitment Intelligence Podcast. My name is Robert Gillespie and in today's episode I share a great conversation between myself and our Global Head of Business Growth, Nicky Patterson, who talks me through his own experience of working with clients during COVID-19 and how he's had to adapt his normal sales approach from thinking about sales and growth to one of building even stronger relationships and adding as much value as possible. Let's get into the episode. Hey everyone, welcome to episode number four of the Recruitment Commentary Show. My name is Robert Gillespie and as a marketer of probably what, over 15 years now, I've been fortunate enough to work with a lot of people in sales, growth, account teams. So it's a bit of a privilege, Nicky won't like the word, but it's a privilege to have um, who, my counterpart in the sales growth team, Solutions Driven, join me today. Hi Nicky, how are you? Hi Rob, I'm doing well, yourself? I'm not bad. I hope I didn't embarrass you with the, the privilege <laughs> aspect. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just jealous you've got a better suntan than me, that's all. I'm hoping it comes across okay. It, is, it looks a bit redder on camera than it, than it does in real life, I can promise you. <laughs> um, the iPods is wet enough and maybe aren't helping because they're quite white. Um, so I'm not sure if that's doing me any favours or not. Um, so I wanted to get you on. Um, I mean, you, me and you speak quite a lot anyway, but I was reflecting back to... Um, I've, I'm, I looked at my calendar, I think I've got it down as roughly the 18th of March, so we're going back quite a wee bit now, I think 11 weeks, mm-hmm. to when clearly all the, the COVID thing kicked off, and I clearly want to look, look at it from more your side of things, how things have happened, because I know you speak to clients a lot, that's clearly part of your role, but I don't know if you remember back to when the 18th of March, just as everything was happening, I think it was the week we were about to leave the office actually, um, and we were coming up with all these different ideas, we got into a room, do you remember, we got into a room and we were yeah. like, Right, what are we doing? Um, are we the office closing this week, or oh, wait a minute, are not going to stop using recruitment companies now? There's lots of things going round the room. If you remember, I think the first idea we had, correct me if I'm wrong, was we had some kind of offer. Are we going to give better offers? Are we going to extend our guarantees? Does that sound about right? I kind of think that was that was that was one of them. I think. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, after kind of a years upon years of of growth, you try you know try to position yourself right to to your clients and. You know, I think only the week or two before that, there was so much going on about the next sort of a two or three, four months and, and we were taking the business and all of a sudden, you know, there was this impact, you know, and we were like, okay, how do we how do we best keep sales going at a certain a certain level? And I think we quickly realized that, you know, whether our twelve month guarantee became eighteen months, mm. you know, if people weren't going to be recruiting, which we didn't know at that moment in time, there was there was no difference. So um, had be- probably, had probably a waste of a few hours at the t- when we look uh, back, but <laughs> uh, I think we. I remember we had that meeting. Then we started talking about. Well, we we me and you just specifically follow a lot of kind of SaaS companies, and there was lots of companies doing free trials or yeah. yes, free months or whatever, and they were letting you access the plat their platforms, or they were giving you upgrades for free. I think at the time as well to more premium features. Um, and I remember we spoke about it. We were like, "Well, we're not a SaaS company. What can what can we do?" And I know we did um, the free behavioural pro- profile assessments for clients mm-hmm. or candidates to try and help them. Clearly, from a client's point of view, maybe they were about to hire someone. They wanted to check the candidate in a wee bit more detail, just to make mm-hmm. sure it was the right hire at that point in time, which was quite important. And clearly, from a candidate's point of view, if they were having to go into the market. They wanted maybe to understand themselves a bit better, their strengths, their weaknesses, sure. and so on and so forth. And that did actually work really well. But I suppose reflecting back yourself from your point of view, 
what do you think's happened over that kind of 10, 11 week period then in terms of the conversations? Again, I know it's, we're not going to talk about it from a sales point of view, but just what's, how did those conversations start? How have they changed over that kind of period of time? Well, I think very quickly what, what you've seen over the first sort of a week or two was either people were in, you know, real deep panic or fear or they just weren't responding because they were too busy dealing or putting fires out, or, you know, all over the business. And, and you know, no offer was, was a good offer at, at that point for, for a lot of clients. It was much mm. more, you know, am I safe? Are my teammates safe? Is the business safe? What are we going to do short term? Can we get remote? And, you know, we've always had, I guess... I'll call it a luxury that, you know, we worked across 59 countries. We worked, you know, in a lot of different sectors. So we weren't really focused on on one. And, and you know, while some sectors were, you know, instantly impacted, others, others were trying to regroup and, and do different things or, or others became really, really busy. So I think for me, the, I think to, to class all the 12 weeks in one conversation would be difficult. In the last be here, 10, a, while, be here a while. But... <laughs> You know, I think, I think splitting it into to chunks is probably the best way to, to look at it. And I think the first part was really people just dealing with the situation. Um, moving remote, you know, your telecoms, your communications companies, mm. um, you know, your software companies were all able to do it quite quickly. Um, for us, uh, in, in recruitment, you know, you've seen a lot of other businesses very quickly, you know, slowing down, cutting people, and it was a period of panic. And then I think the, the phase two was the adaption phase. You know, how do we take an outside sales team and bring them inside? Um, you know, how do we work team meetings through through Zoom? You've seen all the, the, the Zoom usage going through the roof. And I think for us, you know, once we realized over the first couple of weeks, okay, let's just take a step back here. What are our clients telling us? Um, how can we help in the short term? For some, like you say, they were just trying to get some really, really key hires over the line, but they weren't able to meet face to face, which was usually a guarantee for them. You know, we were able to maybe throw in high performance trait indicator test or um, a, a you know behavioural profile test to get a, a better picture of that candidate. So for me, very quickly, it was about understanding what type of customer do your clients want us to be right now, and how do we best serve them. For some, it's we'll pick this up in a few weeks. For others. It was, we really need help adapting. You know, we've never done virtual interviews before. How do you guys do it? Can you train us up really quickly? Um, can, you, can you add another layer in for us? You know, and, and, and some businesses just pushed ahead with hiring and, and I hate to say it, but seen it as a bit of an opportune moment to go and, 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 and continue to grow their business. So it was really, it was a crazy couple of weeks trying to figure out where, where everyone was at. And... Has anything, I suppose, maybe in the last couple of weeks, I mean, again, me and you catch up quite a bit, so I know there has been some movement, but are clients now adapted to that situation? Are they coming back in the same state they were before that? Or are they, is cost pressures an issue? I mean, how are they, what are they looking at are they, now that they're starting to come back on some, le on some level? I think very hard to generalize everything, but what I'm seeing a lot more of over the past month especially is, I guess, returning gradually to some sort of normalcy. I mean, it's going to be a new normal, of course, and I think that term has been mm. probably overused now. But, you know, clients are coming back, whether it be 30%, 40%, splitting their time, looking at it now and saying, okay, well, we can do this all remote. 
So I, I think what everyone's seeing is it's not going to go back to normal overnight. This might take several years to get through this. And companies uh, stay at the top of their game by recruiting top talent who come in and you know, add that competition or add certain things to the business to keep them growing. And, and for us, you know, we've always hired into that sort of a mid to senior niche, confidential you know, leadership roles that these are the types of hires that people are making at the moment, really strategic hires that are helping them you know, move forward. So I think you know, on a daily basis, we're getting clients come back and saying, you know, this plant is now operational. Okay, let's start talking about XYZ hire. Um, you know, that hire that was on hold, we'd like to kick that one off again. Um, you know, Q2 into Q3, we're, quite, we're seeing a lot of people starting to plan for Q3, talent pipelining. You know, I think, and it's, it's sad to see, but a lot of talent acquisition teams have been reduced and cut in size over the past few months. That, um, you know, a lot of clients that have done that, but are still looking to hire, you know, so we're actually seeing new business coming through without doing too much to, to, to get that. Mm. Um, and I think for me, you know, it was a real opportunity for us over the past couple of months to get back to what our core behaviours are, which was really living and breathing the customer. How do we be future focused and how can we tell our other clients, you know, you're not the only one going through this. You know, I think that's quite an important mm-hmm. thing. We talked a lot about, you know, part of my role and with, with your help and our CEO Gavin's help is how do we continuously improve our process? Um, you know, we, we typically bespoke that process to each client. And I think for us, it was knowing, getting to know our clients on a deeper level because they had a bit more time to, to jump on a couple of Zoom calls and you can really plan any sort of future relationship in, in a lot more depth. So, and they also get to know some of the other tools that we've, we're able to do, like talent mapping or pipelining or, um, you know, the behavioral tools that they'd never used before. So I think clients have got to know us better. We've got to know them better. Um, able to get to know our top sectors a little bit better and speak to a lot of leaders out there and understand how they're dealing with this situation and, and, and almost start to share the information that we have, not just keep it to each client siloed and, you know, how do we grow this relationship, which is hugely important to us, but mm. client X has dealt with this in Germany. You're about to recruit in Germany. Have you, have you thought about that? And, you know, I think I wouldn't say industry leaders, uh, but, you know, we, we recruit for a lot of huge, huge companies and forward thinking companies. And, you know, I think your intelligence levels of, of short rate up the past few months. And Gavin, um, our CEO who was on the previous episode, he'd said something I think you touched on there in terms of clients feeling siloed and they were asked, I think I pointed out in the last episode, they were asking that type of question of what are others doing or people yeah. in the same shoes as you? I mean, I take it, maybe it's the obvious, but are you, is that the same kind of questions you've been getting as well or when you've been on calls, what are others doing? Um, yeah, those kind of things. Yeah, I mean, Listen, we, Gavin's so approachable, you know, you speak to him almost on a daily basis. And I think it really struck us over even a very quick period of time that people were asking for help more than ever. And if if you had a deep relationship with clients, um, you know, they were willing to share with other clients as well. And I know Gavin's really looking at how do we put, you know, all these people that we know together, you know, a voice of your network, uh, as it were, and you know, whether it be talent acquisition or C-suite or hiring managers, but how do we improve everyone uh, as a whole, which in turn improves our understanding of our process and, and how we improve. So, 
you know, definitely seeing that. I think people were very, very open and honest to say, I've not been through this before. Um, so if somebody mm. else has got a better idea than me, that's going to help my business. So I think very quickly we realized, how can we help facilitate this as much as possible and, and put clients together and, and ultimately, you know, be in a stronger position to help that client again moving forward. No, great. Is there anything else that you, I mean, uh, Gavin was talking about the virtual network last week as well. Um, have you been involved in that at all? I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I've seen some of the work that, 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 that Gavin's doing. I think, you know, I've tried very hard over the past couple of years to get to know as many of our clients as, as possible. And we do work across a lot of countries and, you know, it's impossible to see everyone face to face, but we were, we were starting to do a lot, lot more of that. You know, that real personable, once we've done a few roles with a client, let's get and see them. Let's find out on a deeper level where their business is going and how we can, you know, be an extension of their brand um, as, as such. Because in my opinion, recruitment is so transactional that the, the more people I've spoke to over this past few months period without trying to sell at all, and this might sound silly, but the, the, the less I try to sell over the past few months, the more opportunities that have become available. Um, and it wasn't done in that way at all. You know, I think everybody's saying that, how do you sell and be empathetic? It's very tough if you're not truly being empathetic or supportive. And I think people could sense that we were really just trying to help. And, um, you know, luckily we've, we've, we've brought on some awesome clients over the past few months. Um, and I wouldn't, you know, wouldn't want that to be at the detriment of, of anyone else, of course. But, you know, it's been... It's been a real eye-opening couple of couple of months. So I mean, if there's anybody out there that you know that wants to find out that is maybe a little bit behind some others and haven't put their hand up to say, you know, I would love to know how, you know, this person's doing this, that person's doing that. I'd love to have that chat with someone because I just think you know the good guys always win in the end. And if you're, you know, if you can be supportive, if you can be helpful, you know, you're you're doing very well. Nope. And what I'll do is, um, like I always do at the end of these videos, so wherever I post this, I'll put whether I'll give out your personal email, Nicky, or not. It's a different question, but I'll give <laughs> I'll give um, people a link where they can go and um, catch up with you. Just as I said, I think not to give you a bigger head than you normally have, Nicky, but um, yeah, our very uh, over the last twelve weeks, eleven, twelve weeks, in terms of being empathetic, I think we have, you have as well, and really adapted. I think the first two weeks, as we said there, we were kind of like, oh, what offers can we do? And yeah. how can we keep hiring, moving? I remember hiring, keep hiring, moving. We were, and I still think that's valid, but I think we, after a couple of weeks, I think we did take the right approach. Um, yeah. And I think, as you said, having honest and real conversations with these clients about where they're at and how we can work with them and what do they want from us is definitely proved to be, for us and for them, the, the yeah. right thing. I think I think for me, you know, only to add a, a point is, you know, I don't think any of any of us would have thought two months ago how many active candidates there would have been out there in the market mm -hmm. and how many companies would have let so many people go so quickly, you know, and a lot of that might have been done in in panic or or, or, or fear, like like we said, but you know, even for our clients where we work in exclusive relationships with them and we try to, like I say, be an extension of their brand and represent them in the right way, you know, I think a lot of acquisition a lot of recruiters are saying I am being inundated with applications from anyone so on that side it was like going back 10 years you know on the flip side I know Gavin mentioned this before but you know active candidates are becoming more active passive more passive you know I've spoke to a lot of candidates as well that were you know I'm just quite happy I was interested in a role but now I'm you know I'm just happy to have a job and, and sitting back so what we're finding as 
you know, true headhunters is that, you know, you need a really, really good value proposition now to go and entice top talent away from, from some of these other companies. Companies are starting to promote internally and give little raises to the people they want to protect. And, you know, we're seeing a lot of stuff change. I mean, the recruitment world has probably changed forever uh, over the past two months. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm so fortunate to have a such a hardworking team that are constantly sharing these thoughts and ideas with each other to, to ensure that we still are able to present our, our clients with the best shortlist of candidates possible. And, you know, we've, we've been able to keep hiring moving over the past few months. And as things return to this new normal and we adapt, you know, the plan is to, to continue to, to stay ahead and do the same. Well said, and we've managed to get through this interview without either of our kids barging in, or as you dressed in policemen's outfits or dogs barging. Oh, Spider-Man, policeman, <laughs> Superman is what I get most of the, yeah. most of the time, but it's it's a good conversation good starter. Good. <laughs> no, good stuff, Nicky. Look, hopefully um, we will meet up, meet again soon, as I say. Um, thanks again for your so. time, and um, yeah, we'll catch up soon. Mate. Cheers, Rob. Cheers, Nicky. Take care.